three seconds to do it. Here's Chauncey Phillips. Here it is. He's got it. He's got it. Chauncey Phillips hits the three. Overtime. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Oh! The Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle, Oregon. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Detroit, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Detroit vs. Everybody today. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be kind of doing something different this week. So Ace, uh, Ace is up in northern Michigan with a couple of Detroit buddies that he's with. So we're going to kind of let him and his buddies do a segment that we'll release. And then we're going to let Evan and I um, do another segment either tonight or tomorrow that we'll release. We're going to try and cover the same topics. But that'll just kind of get you a little two two episodes in there for you. So without further ado, Ace, I'm going to kick it to you. And you guys can just kind of go. Hey, you guys. This is Ace. I'm on a remote location in Lewiston, Michigan. And what an opportunity to bring a little bit of different perspective to our fans at Detroit versus everybody. I got uh, a couple of buddies here, but hey, what a night. Let's kick it off with a night last night. We had three TVs going in the Bear Camp up here. We had Tampa Philly uh, going. We had the Red Wings opening night at Little Caesars Arena, hosting the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. And then for the first time ever in Major League Baseball history, we had the two best teams in baseball competing in a winner-take-all game five, Dodgers at Giants. So uh, what a night. Uh, we were glued to the sets, uh, looking at everything. But before we get going into the show today, I want to have my boys introduce themselves. So uh, Lou, Eric, Chip Stune, uh, tell me your name, maybe your favorite Detroit team, which team you like to follow. And then give me one favorite Detroit sports memory. So, Chips June, we're going to start with you, buddy. Uh, Eric June here, uh, probably my favorite team. I like them all, but probably the Red Wings. I'll never forget that uh, Darren McCarty just palming. Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux money on his Evelyn. The villain for the Avalanche, Claude Lemieux. That Avalanche Red Wings series, that was back a while ago. That's stuff I will always remember. By the Red Wings. All right, Lou? And it's Louie from LaPierre. Um, my favorite team is probably the Lions. I've always been a football fan. And Good fucking luck to that one, buddy. And from, from the Detroit team, if I had to pick a team, it would be the Lions. I'm not sure I would pick the Lions if I was picking a football team. <laughs> there you go. Probably probably my favorite thing to watch right now is Spartan football. Uh, I enjoy college football more than pro football at this point. Favorite memory, Lou? Uh, we, we, uh, when I was a kid, we had season tickets from the time I was probably 12. And 1976, we went to the Thanksgiving Day game, and O.J. Simpson hung 273 yards on Hello. the Lions. Hello. Good juice. Good juice. <laughs> but the Lions held only two touchdowns, and they actually won that game. Greg Landry threw two touchdowns to David Hill. And I looked this up this morning. He was 8-20 for 20 
in passing. David <laughs> Hill David Hill caught four passes, and Charlie Sanders caught four passes, and that was it for the receptions in that game. Buffalo Buffalo completed four passes in the game. All right, so hey, you know, thinking about this, Cole's twenty three years old, right? He doesn't remember David Hill, and the only memory he's got of the juice is in that white Rocco. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that's you know, actually that's a pretty good perspective. I appreciate you guys throwing that one back. So, hey, let's just talk about last night. So, Eric, give me your thoughts on Tampa Bay's 28-22 win over Philly. And it just looks like the old man still got it, as far as I can consider. Uh, Tampa Bay's team of reckoning. I mean, they just <laughs> – Yeah. Brady's still going, buddy. How old is he now? 44 years old. Eric's sitting here. He's got his Michigan Big Ten shirt on, so you knew he was going to bring up the GOAT right away on this one. Let's go, you know, baby. Thoughts on the game last night? Well, I'm not a fan of Brady, but he's still playing pretty well. The Eagles Eagles didn't have a pass rush up the middle. If you can put something in his face, you can beat him pretty easily, I think. Yeah, I agree with you, Lewis. Brady was off on some throws. You know, he still had a great percentage, but he was off on some uh, – throws with wide open receivers so you let him stand in the pocket uh he's gonna tear you up and even though the final score ended up 28 22 you know the uh the, the bucks sat there on the three yard line and ran the clock out with two minutes to go so all of you boys betting on the uh the uh tampa bay uh line and on the over were a little disappointed and arians uh did the uh did the kneel on the ball there with two minutes to go at the at the uh, Eagles three yard line, but that's the way it goes. Um, hey, secondly, uh, we got a chance to uh, sit down and enjoy opening night at uh, Little Caesars Arena. The Red Wings hosted the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Eric, your thoughts, boy? You're a hockey guy. What do you think? Game one. Well, the Wings got a long way to go. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Tampa Bay dominance there i seen oh, come on now we, we led three nothing we led six three your boy bertuzzi <laughs> has four goals he's leading the nhl in scoring what else you got we needed another one out of them <laughs> yeah one more would help right just you know, when it's five on five camp really dominated <clears throat> a lot of that ice and uh, the thing's got a way to go to bring it back to where it was so all right lou your thoughts on the wings buddy I thought they got off to a slow start. The shots on goal were really lopsided early, but then the, the crowd in Bertuzzi got them going. And, uh, you know, they gave up. Eric said this last night. They gave up a three-goal lead twice. But when they got to overtime, I just got unclothed the extra players. It was clear that the talent was in the blue jersey. How about the old sucker punch haymaker that, uh, <laughs> that the captain sent out? He, Cheap shot. He, uh, you guys on board with it. I'm on board with it. You're on board with it. Yeah, he, like it. he freaking got hammered into the wall, and he's getting his payback. I like it. That's right. Hey, I agree with you. He got blindsided. He drove his head right into the boards. Yeah. The only problem, only problem I had with it was the referees getting involved. Yeah, I agree. The only John Cooper wasn't real happy when the wings came out with a power play. At. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, we're going we're gonna, to uh, do a little uh, session here. I've got six questions for boys. And uh, they, they have no idea what's coming at them here, so they're going to be at the, uh, you know, give give uh, Chips June a little slack here. He's a little nervous, first time on the podcast here. But he's going to bring it. I got a feeling he's going to bring it during this section. So here we are. Question number one. The Detroit Lions, 1957. The Detroit Pistons, 2004. The Detroit Tigers, 1984. And the Detroit Red Wings, 2008. 
those are the years that those teams won their last championships. The Lions going back to 57, that was pre-Super Bowl era. So there's no question they're due. The question for you guys is, which team in Detroit will win their next championship? We'll start with you on this one, Lou. Um, off the top of my head, I, I don't watch NBA. I don't watch the Pistons. I don't like the NBA. But I'm going to say the Pistons. The Pistons. He's a big Kate Cunningham supporter. <laughs> it sounds like, hey, I'll tell you what, you guys have heard Ace say this before, but until they get somebody that can rebound that basketball, they still let Pumley go this year. They've been out-rebounded uh, in historical fashion in the preseason. So I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, until they get that fixed, uh, you can forget about the playoffs. Chips June, what about you? Which team's going to win the next championship for the city of Detroit? Well, it's going to be whatever owner wants to spend the money. Yeah. I've seen some, some uptick on the Detroit Tigers. I, uh, because they finished, I believe, better than seven or eight games yeah, under 500. Yeah, yeah they, they were close. And uh, according to reports, Ellington is going to spend some money, maybe get some talent here. So, I mean, a couple positions. Maybe they can uh, bring it around here sooner than later. All right. All right. I like the perspective. So you're going with Tigers. And, uh, Lou, you went with uh, the Pistons, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, next question. Five games into the 2021 NFL season, the Lions are 0-5. Give me your thoughts on Dan Campbell. Louie, hit it. Um. I think he's doing okay. There was a, a mis clock mismanagement thing uh, one of the games, but I don't think it played a significant factor. Uh, I do have a problem with the calls the defensive coordinators making late in the game by rushing three people. I just can't stand that. I played quarterback, and the worst thing you can do to a quarterback is put shit in his face. So three guys won't do it. You got you got to pressure the quarterback. Louie, your mom's not going to be happy with that profanity, buddy. I apologize for that, Mr. Conrad. I'm with you. I'm with Louie on all of what he just said. You just cannot rush three people when it's fourth and 20 and expect our corners to be able to guard people for 10 seconds. That's just not how it works. Everybody that's played football in the yard knows if you don't have a clock on the guy throwing the ball, you're going to move the ball. You yep. just stand here until somebody gets open, and they will. Yep, someone will eventually get open, and you just can't do that. Eric, Dan Campbell. I think Dan has a passion for the game. He seems to be knowledgeable. Hopefully he puts himself around enough people that will guide him along. But then people are up to the standards. Um, maybe he should do all right. Time will tell. All depends on who they can get to come in an organization. So it's going to count. Yeah, I tell you, you know, I'm right now I'm a fan of Dan Campbell. I like the fact that he showed some passion at the beginning of the season. I like the fact that he went to tears, right? I mean, the guy is invested by 100%. I, I like the fact that when his team questions him uh, about whether he's going to go for it on fourth and two, you know, he's going to throw the F-bomb out there and tell them, get your asses off the field. Um, you know, he's the unquestioned leader uh, in Detroit. He's just, uh, you know, as we know, as Detroit fans know, you know, he's got a tall mountain to climb there. So, they're um, – they're, ahead, clo Luke. they're closer in these games than I thought they'd be. I yeah. thought they were going to be more this year, and they're doing fairly well. 
and I'm glad they're still losing because that's helping the draft pick. They're not going to go anywhere, certainly. Yeah, I, I'm going to chime in a little bit. I, I agree with you guys. <clears throat> I think uh, Dan Campbell has the boys playing hard. I mean, when you look at our roster right now, we're playing with a bunch of freaking Joe Blows off other teams' practice squads, whether it due to injuries or we just don't have the talent around. So the fact that we're playing these games close against teams like the Ravens, the 49ers, the, I know the Vikings aren't that good, but I mean, man, and I, I loved uh, going for two last week, too. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on that when Campbell went for two to win instead of go for the tie? Yeah, you know, to me, it's what the hell, why not, right? Go for two now, you're trying to win the game. So, you know, he's not. he knows he's not going to the playoffs this year, but, uh, you know, screw it, let's try and get a win. I, I like it. I yep. agree with that, yep. Hey, so, you know, this may be looking at the glass a little half full right now. But if there is a lion bright spot this year, who would you say it was? I'll give you guys a chance to think about it here. I'm going to throw mine out there first. Uh, mine is Charles Harris. So this guy, I liked him out of college. He came out of Missouri. I uh, got drafted in the first round by the Miami Dolphins and uh, promptly had three and a half sacks in four seasons before he was cut loose. Right now he's leading our team in sacks. He's got four uh, on the season. So, uh, right now, if I'm looking at a bright spot, Charles Harris is one of them. Uh, he's a one-year, uh, he's a one-year uh, free agent, and you know the Lions uh, picks up pickups this year in free agency. You know they were all one-year contracts. They didn't do anything to risk anything for long term. So Charles Harris would be my one one guy. Louie, how about you? Well, I'm going to go with the easy one. It's Panay Sewell. He's stepped in, stepped in, and has done a credible job at left tackle. I know they're going to move him back to right. And put Decker in. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be this week or next week, but uh, I, I think I would have moved Decker over the right or left guard and, and had some dominance on that left side. Sewell's my guy, but again, that, that's an easy pick. Yeah, Sewell, you know, he's going to learn on the fly, right? You know, Everson Griffin taught him a couple things as a veteran going against a rookie. Uh, but, you know, you got to play him. You got to play these guys and, and let them rule. Eric, how about you? One bright, give me one bright spot on the Lions football team. Probably Jamal Williams. Uh, Hard nose runner, right? Hard nose runner. They picked him up. Seems to get ain't afraid to get dirty. Both them running backs are pretty, pretty hard nose runner. They're doing the best they can. Um, that's an uptick for the Lions. All right, so we've got Charles Harris, Panay Sewell, and um, Jamal Williams. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna. Well, you got. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to chime in. So mine was actually going to be DeAndre Swift. So that, that shows kind of how good our running game slash pass-catching running backs have been. Um, Louie, I think one reason it's so easy to say Sewell is because the Lions have been burned by top 10 picks over and over and <laughs> over again. So it's it's really nice to see a guy be able to step in day one and actually perform like a starting NFL football player. Yeah, you're right. It's also nice to see him play through an injury, right? You know, yeah. he's got a foot shoe through it. Yeah. Uh, he, he showed up, right? Uh, so, hey, uh, my bride and I are heading to Ford Field on Sunday uh, to watch the uh, Lions Bengals game. Um, and, and as opposed to saying prediction on the game, give me one thing the Lions need to do to win that game. Lou, I'm going to start with you on that. Um,. Other than score more points, yeah, all right, that's the obvious one. But uh, what's one thing they need to do? Well, they're going to have to slow down Joe Burrow. He's he's uh, 
he's actually better in the league than I thought he was going to be. Um, and I don't know how they do that. Their, their defense doesn't really slow anybody down. They did a good job against Cousins last week. but um, And, and the, another guy that they're going to have to keep an eye on that's just uh, emerging quickly is Jamar Chase. Um, I think he's got four touchdowns or more this year already, and uh, he's somebody they're going to have to keep an eye on. So, Yeah, he's starting to, to create some momentum with developing chemistry uh, with Burrow. So that combination is going to be there a long time. Yep. You can see it. Eric, how about you? What do the Lions need to do to win this game against the Bengals? I think if Goloff was a little bit more accurate on his passes, they'd give him a little better chance to pick up some of them. A little bit of able to do. He's just kind of missing some of the receivers on uh, some easy throws. Yeah, I, just dropping the ball where it should be. I, I, he has a little issue with that. All right. All right. Hey, so I'm going to switch up topics here for a minute. You guys know that uh, Ace really isn't a big fan of Alabila. That's no surprise to the uh, Detroit versus everybody crowd out there. But I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to be GM for a day. And as opposed to specifically going after one player, maybe just tell me one thing that we need to fix for the Detroit Tigers uh, to make a playoff run for next year. So, Lou, Eric, we're going to start with you this time, buddy. What's one thing we need to fix? you watched a lot of baseball in your day. Barney is a big Tiger fan. I know your old man likes to listen to the Tigers. Give me one thing you fix on that team. You're the GM. What are you going to do? Give me a catcher. A catcher? <laughs> Somebody can run that pitching staff and that team. We need a leader on that. I don't believe I think. Give me an old catcher in the past that you looked. Lance Parrish. Oh, the big wheel. He's a big Lance well, Ferris fan. When they Tigers picked up Pudge, things changed on Detroit. All right. So I believe that would be any behind the plate, one directing traffic. So that, a lot of times, you know, you think about some of the teams that have had iconic catchers. And I go back to Carlton Fisk. You know, that dude was definitely the unquestioned captain of the uh, Boston Red Sox and then the Chicago White Sox later in his career. So you're thinking the catcher position. So you're not an Eric Haas fan then. Is that what you're saying? He's not the answer behind the dish? I don't think he's a leader. All right. All right, Louie, how about you? Send 24 packing. Send 24 packing? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Buddy, let me give you a little tip. He ain't going nowhere until he reaches Mr. 3000. So, uh, that guy that guy loafs. He doesn't run. The, what really pisses me off is he will not run the first base. There you go. Uh, Louie's a fundamentalist here. You guys are going to hear it. I can't stand guys that don't hustle. There you go, Cabby's. So Louis says we're gonna dip, we're gonna get twenty four out of town. That may not go over popular with some of the Detroit uh, Detroit crowd, but you know, with the with a new wave, if you want to win, maybe that's what you got to do. We're gonna take a pause here. Somebody didn't put their phone on silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got anything to add? Uh, GM for a day. What are you gonna do? If I'm GM for a day, I'm forking out money to the big boys uh, in the offseason. I, I don't know if this team can win a World Series next year, but I know damn well they can compete. I mean, they showed you today putting together a line or not today, but this year putting together a lineup that's half full of AAA guys, and, and we were beating the good teams. So I think you add a couple high-quality pieces, not just like uh, average infield guys. We need... We need like studs on the team, um, 
preferably at shortstop. We need another starting pitcher. Uh, but, I mean, it's all stuff we've talked about. And I agree with Lou. We need to – Cavi's just making too much money. I don't know if it's he doesn't run to first or he can't run to first. And either way, that's a problem. Um, and I, I like Eric's too because when you look at teams that have a, like a generational leader type at the catcher position, I mean, just think about you got Yachty for the Cardinals and they, they won 20 in a row this year to make it to the playoffs. You got – Buster Posey, he's kind of that similar guy for the Giants, and they had the best record in baseball. Now, I know both those teams got bounced this year, but that's just how it is. And I I don't know all the older guys that you guys talk about, but I was alive for the Pudge era, and, I mean, the Tigers were constantly competing um, toward the latter part of his career. So I agree with both of you guys on that one. Yeah, I think, you know, it's time, right? Uh We've sold enough effing pizzas in the state of Michigan. We got to get some free agents in here. You know, uh, right away, Alex Avila, he's already starting to go back. You know, we're going to be sensible in this. Yeah, that's fine. But damn, we got to get some major league players out in the field, right? Yeah. You know, we've got good young pitchers, and we got to put a defense behind them. And uh, so, you know, I've said it all along. We got to go out and get a shortstop. Yeah. And I don't care if the shortstop can hit. If that some bitch ought to be able to throw the leather. Yeah, we that's what we, we we cannot keep consistently giving up runs because of our sh- our defense at the shortstop position. That's supposed to be your best defensive player on the field, and that just that is dead wrong when you watch Tiger games. And it doesn't take long to figure that out from a casual fan standpoint. If you just watch a couple games, you'll see like what the fuck is our shortstop doing? Um, yeah, but I I still stand by the like hang up some billboards around the state of Michigan and be like this many pizzas to sign Carlos Correa or this many pizzas to sign Justin Verlander. Hang those suckers up and the state of Detroit will go on pizza lockdown. Like that, they're going to go insane for the pizzas. I'll tell you what, man, Detroit right now is starving for one winning team. They need it so bad. Put one on the, put one on the uh, on the field and and let's get in it. We got to have one team uh, come through. That's not asking too much. Two thousand and eight was our last championship. We're due. Can you and, uh, can you imagine how much the fan base would rally around just any Detroit team in a playoff scenario yeah, right now? Yeah. It yeah, would be awesome. All right, I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. Let me give you a little background on Louie and Eric here. So Louie is indicated he's a big college football guy. Uh, his team, he went to Western Michigan, but the team he roots for now and uh, his allegiance is with the Spartans up in East Lansing. And Chips June's always been a big Michigan fan. He goes back to days in uh, Paul Gergas war number 50. Rob Lytle, three yards in a cloud of dust. He's all maize and blue. So here's what we're going to do, boys. Assuming the Spartans win at IU in Bloomington this week, and the Wolverines are able to, to knock off Northwestern at home next weekend, uh, both MSU and Michigan will be on a collision course with 7-0 and records when they face off in East Lansing on Halloween Eve. So, Louie, I'm going to start with you. Why will the Spartans win that game? Well, they're clearly more explosive on offense. Um, they've got a running back, a home run hitter. They got two receivers that I haven't seen anybody that can, they can't run by yet. Um, 
and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, it, you know, if Michigan doesn't keep those two safeties 15, 20 yards deep, they're going to have some long ball touchdowns, I think, for Michigan State. And if, and if they have to drop the safety the box to stop Walker, then I think that's trouble for Michigan. So I think that's how Sparty gets by is the same thing they've been doing. Uh, go with the deep ball, drop the – force the safeties back and let Walker run. All right, so Eric, it's your chance to tell Louie why the Wolverines will be victorious in East Lansing. Well, Louie, they need to cover those two speedster receivers. And Michigan just always makes me nervous about the No, buddy, this is why Michigan will win the game. Why will Michigan Michigan win win the game, game, brother? Okay, Michigan, hopefully, (laughs) win the game. They could use a little help, maybe with a pick six. I'm not. recovery. Um, I don't know if they can match Michigan State. They do have a good running game. They do. But so, you're not convincing me. Yeah, you're amazing. We're going to win that game, buddy. I'm trying. I'm just uh, impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, heartbroken too many times. What is Tacky's going to do to win that game? What is Harbaugh going to do? Go for two in the first quarter. Oh, <laughs> go for two. I don't know. Cool. Your thoughts on that closing course game? <clears throat> Well, I, I think it's going to be one of the most exciting games in college football this year. Not necessarily because they're two of the top five teams, but because this is the biggest game for each program in quite a while. Uh, both teams 7-0. and They still have hard, hard opponents coming up with Penn State and Ohio State after this game. But, I mean, this is a rivalry game. This is for the state of Michigan. Um, I, I don't see – so I like what Louie was talking about with uh, – we're going to have to drop the safeties back because Michigan's corners just aren't good enough to match up with uh, the Naylor and uh, – who's the other kid? The other Reed. kid. Yeah, Reed. Nay- Naylor and Reed. Michigan's corners cannot cover those two. You saw it a little bit last year when Michigan State had Rocky Lombardi, who <laughs> he may not even start for Taylor High School. So now that you have uh, that Thorn kid back there who actually looks pretty solid, uh, he doesn't need to make any – huge plays um so michigan's gonna have to drop the two safeties and then it's all gonna come down to how if our d-line can can cause enough problems for uh kenneth walker or else he's gonna run wild on us um games in michigan state i'm pretty sure the atmosphere is gonna be nuts um i've seen both twitter fan bases kind of going back and forth at each other for the past couple weeks so i know the fans are gonna be fired up for it I'm predicting Michigan State in a close game, I think. Um, I just think their offense is too balanced, whereas Michigan, they can't really pass still. So Now, if Michigan had gone to McCarthy earlier, maybe it'd be a different story. Who knows? I can't predict the future. But I'm, I'm guessing Michigan State in a close one. I, I know Michigan State's defense isn't good, <clears throat> but I just Michigan can't pass, so we're not going to be able to take advantage of it. So. All right, so, hey, you know, I put the cart before the horse here. They've still got one more game on the schedule to clean up before that. But think about it. You know, how often are, in my lifetime, are we going to see Michigan and Michigan State uh, meet uh, with perfect records this late in the season? You know, a a chance to be both seven. So um, we'll definitely uh, be hyped up for that game. I'm sure we'll do a a game day. Um, You know, we'll, we'll probably be in East Lansing. Um, and, uh, and and the group will be there as well. We'll be headed up to Nancy for that game, and hopefully we're uh, we're looking at two seven zero teams going at it. And hats off to uh, Mel Tucker, man. When they hired him, I thought that was a horrible hire. 
He's got the boys playing right now and playing well. A couple podcasts ago, I said Michigan State playing at Ohio State this year could decide the Big Ten, and I still think that's what's going to happen. They look like a machine right now. Yeah, we had you down in Miami play. You know, that was one of the things that I picked up running on. I think the case, I said, hey, I may have just lost the best team in the Big Ten uh, play football in there. So, hey, uh, one last thing here. Again, we're up in northern Michigan. Well, we had a little excitement last night. We had Bear actually come into camp and uh, and tore up uh, some of the property here. Um, so Eric forgot to bring the bird feeders in last night. So uh, I'm sure we're going to hear about that one a little bit later today. But, hey, we're going to finish this off for our gambling buddies out there. We're going to do a couple things. But let me kind of recap what happened last night. Uh, Louie, uh, his best bet last night uh, on Thursday night uh, was Eagles plus the points. And uh, he ended up winning that. Uh, mine was I had a little uh, a little three bet parlay. I had the uh, Buccaneers scoring the first touchdown. I had the Buccaneers scoring the first points. And I had the Bucks beating after the first uh, quarter. And uh, I ended up uh, the Buccaneers scored their second touchdown with 33 seconds to go in the quarter. Uh, so I did make a little bit of cheese on there. And then Eric's best bet is he decided to go to the under on the Red Wings uh, Tampa Bay game. Oh. And uh, after 15 goals here, he realized maybe it wasn't such a best bet. So uh, let me kick this off uh, today. So we got a little best bet for the weekend. So, uh, boys, uh, these are bets here. They're locks. You can go ahead and plan on betting the farm. If you got the title of the car, or title of the house, put it on the line. All right, empty your 401ks and let's go. So here's mine. Ace is going with MSU, giving four and a half on the road in Bloomington. I just don't think that uh, the Hoosiers are going to be able to slow down uh, both run and pass games of MSU. So Ace is going with MSU minus four and a half at IU. So, Louie, let me kick it over to you. You've had a pretty good weekend so far. Uh, nailing the uh, Eagles and the points last night. Uh, what's your best bet for the weekend? Uh, I, I'm not sure if Daniel Jones is playing this week or not. If he's not for the Giants, that'll put Glennon in. And I, I don't see the Giants staying anywhere near the Rams this weekend. So I'd go with the Rams. I'm not sure where the point spread's at. It might be double digits at this point. But uh, I don't see the Giants being able to play with the Rams. All right, so you got Rams money line over the Giants right now. Cool. You got any idea what the spread is on that game? Pulling it up right now. All right. Hey, uh, as Cole's pulling up that info, Eric, you got a little rebound to do here, buddy, because we know that the Wings Tampa Bay Lightning was not anywhere near the end. What are you going with for the weekend? How are you making your money back, Chief? Let's go. Bring it. Bring it right now. Game that caught my eye is the Kentucky-Georgia game. Georgia, I, I, Kentucky's ranked 11th. Georgia's one. I, 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 Georgia's got to have a weak moment, I would think. Maybe not. But the, this week, I think with 21, I think it's 21 and a half. I think Kentucky can cover that. There it is. Open. But so, a lot of hope, a lot of think. <laughs> buddy, this is a lock, baby. Are you behind it or not? Are you betting the farm right now on the Kentucky Wildcats? I think Kentucky. With 21 and a half. I think. I think Kentucky can cover that. That's my uh, bet of the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sports fans, I'm not sure you're real confident with that one. But uh, but Chips has got to have a little comeback after that game last night. So. 
That's it. We got three of them. We got MSU minus four and a half at IU. Kentucky getting 21 and a half in Georgia. Hello. I'm hoping there's <laughs> And Louie's got the uh, Rams over the Giants on the money line. Yes, may not be good, but you know what? If you throw a, throw a C note down, you're going to make a little bit of cheese. Ra- so, what was the line on that game? Rams are giving nine and a half. Nine and a half. There you go. You got a touchdown and a field goal right there. So that's another option. Cool. What's your best bet? You got one you're looking at this weekend? <clears throat> well, mine was going to be the Michigan State game. I don't see Indiana's not a good football team. I also think it's a look-ahead game for Indiana. So they got Ohio State coming to Bloomington next weekend. And you got Barstool running promotions for like um, scheduled around that weekend. You got certain bets scheduled around that weekend. You got the Barstool boys coming to Kilroy's that weekend. I just don't think the atmosphere is going to be that good in Bloomington this weekend. Um, is Penix out? Cole, is Penix out? I think he is, but uh, honestly, I don't think – I think you guys would almost rather have him in because he's horrible. Cole and I are on the same uh, bandwagon here with MSU. Uh, four and a half. Yeah, I, I think that's <clears> – yeah, I, I think that's the one. Um, I, I'm looking to see if there's any other ones I like. <clears throat> um, I, I like Louie's Rams bet. Eric, I've been betting against Georgia all year, and I've been burned all year. I just may do it again because, I mean, Georgia's defense just gets on top of you and won't let you breathe. Kentucky is kind of like a poor man's Georgia. They do a similar thing. So I think it's going to be low scoring. So if you give me 21.5 points in, in a low scoring game, I'll probably take that every single day. All right, there you go. Hey, uh, guys, just uh, appreciate you guys joining me today up here in, uh, in northern Michigan. Uh, we're going to try and go out, maybe do a little bit of fishing later today. We may hit the archery. And, and, and believe it or not, there's a little curling venue up here in uh, Lewiston, Michigan. And I happened to bring my uh, curling shoes with me this weekend. So we may uh, we may hit the uh, hit the ice for a little curling competition a little bit later. Any last thoughts? Eric, last thoughts? Louie, last thoughts? No, I'm, uh, the biggest thing for me is uh, I'd love to see Michigan and Michigan State both be undefeated in two weeks. Uh, I think that'd be fantastic. I can't wait. That's a competent MSU fan right there. I'll tell you that right now. How about you, Eric? Last thoughts for today. This is sunny day in northern Michigan. Good day to be alive. Good day to be alive. All right, hey, Cole, we're going to kick it back to uh, you, and uh, hopefully we'll have Evan join the team a little bit later. Yeah, thank, thanks for joining uh, today, boys. Uh, it was good getting to know, getting to talk to you, getting to hear some other perspective other than us three that they hear every week. So appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us today. All right, Cole. Hey, let's get this podcast out before the weekend, all right, buddy? All right, I'm going to try. All right, talk to you later. See ya. Cole. Bye. Detroit, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Detroit, Michigan.